The sermon preached at St. John's Lutheran Church, Hancock, Minnesota, on July 18, 2010. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word from God through which the Holy Spirit points us to Jesus and shows us how much we need him as our Savior is Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. And behold, a law expert stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, what can I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? He answered, Love the Lord your God from all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said to him, You've answered correctly. Do this and you will live. Wishing to justify himself, he said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus took up the question and said, A man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell to robbers. After they stripped and beat him, they went away, leaving him half dead. By chance, a priest came down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, also a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. Now a Samaritan traveling along came to him, and when he saw him, his heart went out to him. Going to him, he dressed his wounds, pouring out oil and wine. After he had set him on his own animal, he led him to an inn and cared for him. Heading out the next day, he gave the innkeeper two denarii and said, Take care of him. And whatever extra you spend, I certainly will repay you when I come back here. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the one who fell to the robbers? He said, the one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. This is the word of our Lord. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints, washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. In our recent vacation trip to to Washington, D.C., that first night that we stayed in town, we noticed how many homeless there were. As we walked from our hotel to the Union Station for, for supper, there were homeless in the park across the street. Some were on park benches. Some had cartloads of stuff, probably all their earthly possessions. Some asked for money. Most just sat there. Were they our neighbor? Pictures of orphans flutter across the TV screen. A former president appeals to us to help Haiti. Are they our neighbor? The run-down home in town whose yard is strewn with junk. That, that place where the police have to be called to regularly since the occupants can get quite rowdy. Are they our neighbor? And who is my neighbor? The expert in the law asked Jesus. And Jesus answers by telling the 
story of the Good Samaritan. It's one of the better known Bible stories. You all know it well. But so many miss the point that Jesus wanted to bring home to the expert of the law as he told the story here. Many imagine that Jesus told this story to show us how to be good Christian people and a lot go farther than that, saying that if we strive to follow the example of the Good Samaritan, then, then we can know we have a right relationship with God, that we're, we're headed for heaven. How, how contrary to the gospel that is. Look at the context. Jesus does not tell this story to show the law expert how to be a good person. The law expert already knows what it takes to be good. He has the law there to tell him that. Jesus has a very different purpose in mind. And he accomplishes that purpose in our hearts here today as we rightly understand these words of, of Jesus here. As we ask ourselves, have I loved my neighbor? as myself. So let's think of the situation here. What was Jesus' aim as he speaks these words to the law expert? Look at the background. This expert in the law wanted to test Jesus. Did Jesus have some new laws to add to what the Lord had given to Moses at Mount Sinai. Is that why Jesus was doing his teaching? Did Jesus have some new way in order to justify ourselves before God, in order to get to heaven? And that's why he asks Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Now, anyone that is focused and insistent on focusing on what they themselves do, then Jesus doesn't have anything new. The law given by God at Mount Sinai, that law already spells out what God requires. It spells out what we must do. And so Jesus directs this expert to the Old Testament law. What is written in the law? How do you read it? And the expert gives an excellent summary of the law. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. A very good summary. Do this and you will live, Jesus says. How true that is. If we keep God's law perfectly, always loving God above all, always loving our neighbor as ourselves, then God promises to give us eternal life. As long as we never fail in keeping the law, not even once, if we could do that, then Jesus didn't need to come to this earth because the law tells us all we have to do already. 
If we could keep the law perfectly, then in fact Jesus was quite a a fool to suffer as he did. Do this, and you will live. Those words must have pricked this man's conscience. Guilt starts to accuse him. Have have I really loved God above all? Have have, have I loved my neighbor as myself? Really, who is is my neighbor? Yes, as, as guilt begins to accuse him, he feels this need to justify himself, to prove to himself that, that he has kept the law. And it all depends on what that word neighbor means. If he can get a favorable definition for that word neighbor, then, then he could argue that yes, he has kept that law. He has loved his neighbor as himself. And so he asks, and who is my neighbor? Now, as you hear Jesus picture what it means to be a neighbor, keep asking yourself, have I loved my neighbor as myself? A Jewish man falls to robbers as he travels to Jericho. He's left half dead. Two Jewish religious leaders pass by on the other side, and then, and then comes along this Samaritan. Jews and Samaritans hated each other. And so did this Samaritan look at that man there and say, ha, That Jewish pig got what he deserved. No, not at all. We're told, rather, that his heart went out to him. He had pity on him. For you see, to love our neighbor as ourselves includes not only our friends, but also our enemies. To love your neighbor as yourself means to love your enemies just as much as you love your friends. Think of what that means for our day-to-day life. When something bad happens to that annoying co-worker, or to that individual who calls us names, or to that person who hurts us, or to that person that, that, that makes fun of us. When something bad happens to them, we don't even feel a moment of, of pleasure, relishing that they're getting what they deserve, not an ounce of schadenfreude. Rather, our heart goes out to them, as if that tragedy, that that bad thing had happened to our own dear child. Our heart goes out to them. That's what it means to love our neighbor as ourself. Yes, friend or foe alike, for they are both our neighbor. And if you're just trying to think, well, Jesus just can't mean friends and foes alike, because how can our enemy be our neighbor? How, How can he really include that in the same category? Well, You know well those words Jesus spoke elsewhere, for example, in Luke 6 when he says, Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Have you loved your neighbor, even your enemy, as yourself? Has has anyone done that? Oh, not that expert in the law, not you, not I. 
No one has. No one except the one who loved, even the one who loved even his betrayer, who loved him even as he tried to call him to repentance while being betrayed by a kiss. Yes, only the one who prayed for those who nailed him to that cross, Father, forgive them. Yes, only Jesus. The one who came into this sin-infested, dark world and laid down his life for his enemies. He came to seek and to save his enemies, lost sinners including you and me. Only Jesus has loved his enemies giving his very self for them, for you. There's more for us to see as we take to heart these words of Jesus about the Good Samaritan. Many imagine that they have loved their neighbor, and they point to their works of of charity to show just how much they love their neighbor. It can be easy at times to think that we have really loved our neighbor because we've done so much more than some of those other people out there have, especially since we live in such a rich country. It's not so hard to give out of the overflow of our surplus to help some of those who are in need or even to figure that we're doing our fair share because we're paying taxes to the government to support programs that are supposed to be helping them. But is this loving your neighbor as yourself? Look at the Samaritan. He didn't figure, well, you know, those two religious leaders passed by on the other side doing nothing, nothing at all. So as long as I help a little bit, at least I'm doing better than they are. I'm doing my fair share then, right? And he didn't Think, well, you know, I really need my donkey here to carry me since this is a long journey uh, I'm on. I can't spare this comfort in order to help this man here. And he didn't even think, you know, this is a dangerous place. Look at what has already happened here. Maybe I can just simply report this in the next town and then they can send help out. Maybe it'll get here in time, but I just can't risk it myself. No, no, he didn't think like that, did he? Rather, he put himself in that man's place. If I were lying there half dead, I would would want someone to help me right away. I would want them to dress my wounds and, and take me to safety. He loved his neighbor as himself. For that is what he willingly did. He willingly gave. He willingly made whatever sacrifice he could, even the greatest sacrifices. Yes, he gave his wine and oil to dress this man's wound out of his own expense. 
He gave up the comfort of having his own donkey and placed the wounded man on it instead. He gave, he sacrificed his time to take care of this man. And yes, he even risked his life because that man needed the help now, not sometime later on. He needed it now. The Samaritan knew that the Lord could keep him safe if he so chose. Yes, he loved his neighbor as himself, willing to sacrifice from himself in order to help the man in his need. Have you loved your neighbor as yourself? Not rating your efforts against those who have done less, but rather ready to sacrifice whatever you could, whatever it was necessary to do to bring the help that was needed. How you and I have failed. Only one has truly given the greatest sacrifices of all Only the one who came from the riches of heaven itself and became poor, humbling himself, lowering himself even to death on a cross in order to make us rich through his poverty. Only Jesus has loved his neighbor as himself, giving himself for you. And finally, Note how the Samaritan in Jesus' parable did not tire of loving his neighbor as himself. He didn't simply dump off the man at the end saying, well, I've done my fair share, now I'm moving on. No, he took care of him throughout the night. And the next day, he, out of his own pocket, he pays the expense for the man's immediate care and promises to pick up the tab for whatever else is necessary. How easily our hearts grow cold and empty, even when it comes to loving our friends. You know, after a while, we grow impatient. We, we so easily tire of loving our neighbor as ourself because our own selfish concerns push themselves forward. But Jesus, Jesus loved his own until the very end. Yes, even through all that mocking and ridicule, even through the the scourging and the the, the nails, yes, even through the darkness and that God-forsaken cry of his, he never grew tired of loving you. Yes, we have failed to love our neighbor as ourselves. Now Jesus drives that home to that expert in the law and to you and me as he says those concluding words, go and do likewise. But I can't. I don't love my enemies as I should. I so easily grow tired of even helping my friends. And I don't want to give so much to help others, not not as much as I want to keep for myself. I have failed to love my neighbor as myself, and so 
have you. And that, dear friends, and that, dear friend, is why you and I need Jesus. We cannot justify ourselves. We have failed to even love our neighbor as ourselves, much less to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We need Jesus. We need him as our Savior to pay for our lovelessness, to atone for our failures, to credit us with his perfect love that loved his neighbor as himself fully and completely. We need his record credited to us. And that, dear friend, is why Jesus came. not to add some more rules for us to follow, but to save us. To save us because of all the rules, all the laws we have already broken. And to just bring home how much we need him. That's why he told this parable. That was his aim and purpose, to bring home to the expert in the law and to you and me that we cannot justify ourselves, that we have failed to love our neighbor as ourselves, and therefore we need Jesus. Our love toward others cannot and will not save us, for our love fails. Only one love saves, not our love, but God's love in Christ Jesus our Lord. And as you gaze at God's love that gave you his Son, as the sacrifice for your sins on the cross. God's love for you in Christ Jesus ignites love in us. It kindles that love for our neighbor. And as we remain in Jesus and his word, his love letter remains in us and that love or your neighbor grows brighter and warmer. Amen. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.